what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange on the Mesh Podcast Network, a monthly conversation about startups and small business with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your business more effectively. On today's show, show me the money. How about bootstrapping to minimize the money you're going to need? We'll share an article on bootstrapping, and as a show of solidarity, my co-host Gary and I will again forego our salaries for hosting today's podcast. Our guest today is a local entrepreneur, Julia Matheson, who has created her own virtual business, Travel Julia's Way, to assist in planning your next vacation. She'll share her story, talk about the pros and cons of a virtual business, and hopefully give us a few travel tips, too. And of course, we'll end the episode with our Small Businesses of the Month feature, where we'll highlight small businesses which we've come across that you should be checking out. Greetings, my name is Jeff Newville. I'm your co-host. I'm director of the Small Business Center at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina. I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller, who is dean of the School of Business, Industry, and Technology at Catawba Valley Community College. Gary, how are you doing today? Jeff, I was doing great until you told me we weren't going to get paid. Sorry, sorry. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to go to McDonald's this afternoon. Maybe maybe uh, some of us will, will put a little money in to, okay, to help you out nice. there. that would be nice. I just need a 32-ounce Coke, as you can tell from my raspy voice. There's a lot of pollen out there. We're, we're taping is. in early May, uh, so it's uh, – and, and I would think for a dean – May is a pretty busy time for you. You've got to, you got to graduate some kids. So. Graduation comes up in just about a week. And it's an exciting time, but it is a busy time. All right. Are we in exams still? Or are we Exams. Final projects just came from uh, final presentations for an IT class. And we got some really good students. Really proud of them. Okay. Well, good. Well, you're, you're doing good work. I'm not, but I have really good faculty. Okay, well, good for you. Well, you know, we, we like to always touch on an article, uh, and, and one that you and I were talking a little bit about was something that we saw in Entrepreneur Magazine this past uh, uh, most recent edition, the May edition, called Busted Budgets Can't Stop You. And it had some profiles and examples of entrepreneurs who – Initially, we're looking for money, might have been thwarted a bit and, and sort of overcame that and had some interesting examples and profiles. Uh, you, you seemed to uh, uh, like a couple of them. What was, uh, what, what, what was your takeaway there? Well, I thought it was very interesting because you kind of think how you're going to raise money and you think about going traditional, trying to find an angel investor or someone that's going to do it. And not that these folks didn't do that, but they uh, came away with some different ideas and different ways to raise money or get their uh, business going, like Strange Donuts. Strange Donuts, yeah. That's, that that's, caught my ear, which I thought was a great name anyway. And what, what did you like about what he did? What, did? what did he do to get his money? He had a Poe tournament. Whatever that Whatever is. Whatever that is. Yeah. And, but it, and he had wrestling nights. He ventured off into different things and to get people involved in his business of strange terms. You know, it didn't really talk about what, how strange they were. Uh, but it really, he, he I probably would have gone because of the name. Yeah, well, he had a lot of strange events yes, that, that exactly. seemed to build a following before he actually got his business open. And so when he actually opened the doors, it looked like he had a lot of people that uh, were supporting him. Yeah, and he, I think he raised $20,000 and then Kickstarter for 12000 In fact, one of the people that invested was one of the people that came to the Strange Donut, Strange Activities. 
So I thought that was pretty cool. And I like the fact that he has a picture of himself with his, his baseball cap on backwards. I don't know if that's that strange. But, no, that wasn't strange. Uh, yeah, there, were, there was also one, uh, one of the young entrepreneurs who actually had made a habit of competing in business competitions. Yeah, that was interesting. And, and actually had, had studied up on making presentations, watched Steve Jobs, and got to a point where she was actually doing very well. And, yeah, did, you know, uh, making a business out of doing well in uh, speaking contests. That's right, and, and, and had gotten up to like $50,000 in winnings to, to help fund her initial business. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. And and the article also touches on a few of the, I don't know if we'll say lessons, but just some, some common practices for bootstra- bootstrapping. And a couple of them that I, I thought were noteworthy. One, one, which I think people just don't do enough of, it says have awkward conversations to make sure that customers actually want your product or service. You know, it's interesting. I've been in a lot of business classes in the last week or two, and that's one of the things talking about is a lot of times people fall in love with their idea and hope, or they assume, let's say, that the market uh, wants to buy it or that there is a market for it, as opposed to, hey, there's a need, and then I'm going to go try to solve it. I mean, it's such a classic uh, business concept, but, you know, we get excited about something and say, well, you know, I like it. I think it's really cool. That's right, or my spouse likes it. Yes. Yeah, yes. right. And you spend a lot of time and energy on something that maybe there are only a handful of people that like it. And it's such a basic concept, but it's a key thing. Sometimes it's hard. You deal with entrepreneurs all the time, and you don't want to be the dream killer. What's your, what's your title? I'm, I'm trying to be the dream I, dream crusher. <laughs> dream crusher. crusher. And I, that, that's a killer. See, but I, I got the concept. I, yes, yes. And you're not that, but... You want to be able to make sure that people don't spend a lot of time and money on something that may not be the next Apple. Well, well and we, we want them to, you know, I think we all want them to have some reality base. And, and the more customers or potential customers they can talk to, the better off they are. Um, you know, the article also says, hey, if you're, if you're bootstrapping, you might have to, uh, you don't, don't rule out uh, moving back in with mom yeah, and dad. You, know, exactly uh, you, right. want, you want to save some money? Um, you, that's that's uh, a way you know, of raising money by I, not having to spend some. Yeah. Start, uh, start by saving on rent. Yep. Talks about uh, one of their principles, sell your unneeded crap. You, know, you, yeah. uh, you might have stuff that uh, you used to need and you know, whether you My look wife at buys eBay, that all the time wants me to do that. What, she's always buying extra no, crap? She went, or no, she she's trying to cut back everything we have. Well, you probably have like a half dozen sets of golf clubs well, in your garage. I'm a little sentimental, and she says, when's the last time you used that? And I don't know, but I know I might need it someday. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at my garage now saying, do I need six basketballs or, or you know, when am I actually going to use that baseball glove again? You know, priceless items that I'm sure would, would generate lots of would revenue. Would carry a me. lot in the yeah. yard sale. I think that's true. And, you know, one, one last one, uh, the article talks about asking for a deal and, and, you know, don't hesitate to negotiate and has some examples about even if you were talking to a lawyer or somebody about writing up a contract, uh, you know, maybe you can get them to give you terms and pay them in a few months or, mm-hmm. or something. And, you know, there, there's always ways to negotiate. So uh, you, you can't negotiate if you don't ask. So exactly. You, you, you be, cr- be creative. Be creative and don't assume that every price you see is the final price. Exactly. And I'll end on one from Anthony who said, fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. 
That works in so many different ways. <laughs> uh, podcasting and, 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 and many, other, many other things. Most everything you know? I've been in. Yeah, well, we'll keep up. The, I haven't made it yet, but I'm still faking it. Well, keep up the good work. <laughs> so, so anyway, we always, uh, you know, we're proponents of bootstrapping. Yeah, and there, there are a couple good reasons for it. Uh, you, you know, you, you want to minimize the debt that you, that you undertake. And some, sometimes when you're starting a company, you unfortunately might not be in a position when you're uh, able to get a bank loan. It's not like banks are drooling about uh, giving loans to new businesses that don't have sales and don't have profits. Uh, uh, and, and sometimes people might consider taking on a partner, but you might not want to give up uh, any ownership in your company. So there are some real, real reasons that you should. Well, and everybody's situation is different, so it's, it's not one solution fits all. So you have to understand how your situation is going to work with your personal and professional uh, and family situation. I, mean, I think it's key to not have that one. And you're great at that. You look at the person's personal side as well as the business side when you're helping them make decisions. Well, let's. Uh, if you want to check that out, Remind it's in, in uh, <laughs> it's in the most recent edition of Entrepreneur Magazine, the May edition. So, if you want to read more about uh, examples of folks that have succeeded using bootstrapping, you can check it out there. But now, we'd like to welcome our guest. We're going to welcome uh, Julia Matheson to the Entrepreneur Exchange. Julia, how are you doing? Good. Thanks so much for having me. Julia started her career in international sales in the furniture industry. And sure. and uh, worked in the travel industry in San Francisco, but decided that she wanted to do it herself mm-hmm. and uh, started her own travel company that's sort of gravitated to what it is today called Travel Julia's Way. And she provides travel planning consulting services and and uh, glad that you're here. And, and that's a that's a quick intro. <laughs> but why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about your company and and uh, and some of the background on how you got started? Yeah, sure. Uh, and that was actually a very good and concise introduction. And I actually um, really responded to a lot of the points you made about the article, the bootstrapping article, because, you know, I, since I did start a virtual business, it's not like I had a lot of overhead that I needed a big cash outlay up front. But I have used a lot of or some of those um, similar techniques, including moving in with mom. Mm-hmm. For a little bit, <laughs> I, living in San Francisco, if you've heard anything about the rent situation there, imagine. it's a disaster. <laughs> and uh, you know, and and so I realized that I was on the road traveling so much and paying all this rent money, and it was just uh, did not make any sense. If you're going to pay crazy rent, you might as well enjoy the amenities of the city. Right, right. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, and I did things like you know sublease my my apartment for you know one time I was gone for six months. Um, before I started and you know but that just wasn't cutting it uh, so how does someone get from Hickory to San Francisco and back? and back yeah uh, <laughs> just just a question <laughs> yeah. um, I had actually uh, lots of friends I sort of after I finished um, business school I was working in furniture um, and then I had a family situation my father actually passed away oh, sorry about um, that. it's fine uh, he was he had a lovely life and and I really enjoyed being back home with them and with the family for that. But I think after he passed, I sort of was like, okay, you know, I have this business degree, you know, I'm living in this little town and I don't have any friends here. It's time to move, you know, spread my wings, so to speak. Uh, and I had lots of um, really great friends from all different stages of my life living in the Bay Area. Okay. And so I moved out there and, you know, got my dream job pretty much immediately in international travel. Um, that 
that company um, organizes trips for usually French people or Europeans coming to the U.S. And so I did that job um, for about four years. And at the beginning, I loved it because I was using my languages and interacting with international folks, which has sort of been one of my driving passions all through my life. Um, but I, the only travel I got to do would be to go you know, visit the places we send our clients, which were lovely places, you know, the national parks and Southern Florida or New York, but you know, that kind of thing. But I, it was, it was a volume based business. It was high stress and it was, I realized not what I wanted to do. And so again, living in San Francisco, it's such an entrepreneurial place. A lot of my friends had were, you know, had started or were running their own businesses. And so when I was um, off traveling, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, I realized that I could do it myself. I didn't have to work for someone else mm-hmm. doing what I wanted to do. I had the passion and the know-how about travel. I knew the industry from the back backside. Um, and so I, I just thought, I can do this. I have a daughter that wants to get in the travel industry. That's why I was wondering. Sorry? My, I have a daughter who's going through NC State. Oh, that's, I know that's what she wants to do. It's, <laughs> it's a really exciting industry, and there's so many different avenues to go yeah. down. It's really impressive. And tell us a little bit about the services that your company offers sure. right now. Yeah. Well, um, I always like to say, and in fact, this, this past week, uh, it was National Travel Agent Day, a day to recognize the profession because a lot of people say like, oh, I thought you died. You know, I thought that industry went away because of the Internet. Did you get Julia Flowers? <laughs> Well, you know, it's also Small Business Week this week. So oh, yeah, so we, we, we got a well, lot of things going on. Okay, well, I'll get you flowers. All right, yeah, I, I look forward to that. Um, but the difference between what the internet does for someone looking to book a trip and what I do, you know, I always say a trip is more than a flight and a hotel. There's a lot more that goes into it, especially if you really want to um, experience the destination. So I really, you know, I, I do a number of different things. I have an initial consulting call with my clients where I find out more about them and what they're looking for, what kind of activities they like. You know, if I know them, then I have some background information. But if I don't, I try and get to know them a little bit. And then I matchmake, you know, is an escorted trip or, a, you know, all-inclusive resort going to work for them and going to meet their needs or do they want to get off on their own? And, you know, then if they want to get off their own, that's really where my skills shine because I'm able to really customize and build and design a trip that meets their needs that, you know, goes to the places they want to go and then also suggest maybe a secondary destination that they didn't know that they wanted to see that's right around the corner. And so I, you know, arrange everything from the flights and accommodation to, you know, private guides, um, you know, dinner reservations, activities, day-long excursions, all that kind of stuff. Everything that makes something more than just a trip. <laughs> so, so a, a very customized, yes. tailored uh, experience exactly. for somebody. Yeah. So. Yeah. And this, I mean, just this week I've had uh, clients in Spain and I, I got daily updates from the supplier telling me, okay, they enjoyed their trip through the Basque Country, you know, whatever it was that day. They made it to the airport safely. So it's really great. I'm, I'm really following along with my clients while they're traveling. Um, so in case anything goes kerflui, I'm there and ready to react. Kerflui. Kerflui. It, it is international I like travel. That name. It's a technical business. I like that. I really like okay, that. Yeah, we'll, get you, we'll get you caught up. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, so I would, I would think that... Uh, and and I, I visited your website, so it, it, I mean, it looks to me like 
you've had the experience of traveling to many of these places, so mm-hmm. it's not like you're just sitting, you know, in a in, in a basement somewhere right. saying, "Oh, this looks cool." <laughs> yeah, you, you've actually had those experiences, yeah. um, so it's not you know you 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 bring a lot to the table. Yeah, I like to think so. I mean, and that is why I went into travel is because I have traveled. I was fortunate enough to start traveling with my family early, you know, as a as a young person. And like I said, I've always had an international focus and have always either tried to work internationally or travel internationally. And I've lived abroad a couple times uh, through both uh, through my studies, um, both undergraduate and graduate. Uh, And so, yeah, so not only do I have a huge breadth of travel experience, which I think is part of the reason why I understand how to kind of build a good travel experience, build a good day. I always say I create great days. Um, But then I, you know, now that I'm running my own business, I structure it so that I am gone somewhere, you know, maybe a third of the year or something like that, Um, you know, exploring new destinations and or going back to old favorites and meeting, you know, forging relationships with hoteliers and suppliers on the ground and that kind of thing. So, and, and you do you also lead some trips for yeah. your clients as well? So, yeah, that's so. where I'm, I'm wanting to head. Last um, fall, I designed and led, hosted a, a pilgrimage through France for um, for my mom's church for the the church here in Hickory, and uh, it, I always like to say. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was a pilgrimage, but it wasn't churches, churches, churches. I mean, you know, we did all the things. It was through France, so that's a little un- non-traditional for pilgrimages. Um, and we did go to some of the great pilgrimage sites like Mont Saint-Michel and Chartres. But we also, you know, went to Normandy, to the landing beaches, because if you're passing through Normandy and you mm-hmm. skip that, you're not really getting a full picture of the destination. Um, you know, we went wine tasting and champagne tasting when we went through to see Clooney Abbey in, in West or Eastern France. So we had a lot of fun <laughs> along with our, our pilgrimaging. That's cool. So, so let's talk a little bit about your business <laughs> and, and the way, the way you're set up as, as, as we've said, you're, you're physically you're located here in, yeah. in, in beautiful Hickory, North Carolina, <laughs> but it's a very small town and not not exactly a travel planning mecca. But but you, you might be surprised actually. Okay, well, <laughs> but uh, it doesn't. You, you can do your business from anywhere. Yes, and and uh, you know, tell us about uh, how you are, are set up and how you find your clients and 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 what it's like running a virtual business. Yeah. It's, it's really the laptop lifestyle. Wherever I have my laptop and Wi-Fi, I can work and do. I was working last week in Punta Cana a little bit um, uh, outside of my, the meetings I was in. Uh, so, obviously, I have a website, but really the, we- in the in, on my website, I have a lot of content. I have a lot of a blog because um, I started blogging even before I started the business. So, I sort of looped the, the I call them stories from the road because um, I sort of had a running diary. Um, on some of my travels. Uh, but also I have a huge section of tips and guides. I do a newsletter every week. It just went out this morning uh, where I provide a travel tip and I do it in video form. So I have a pretty robust YouTube channel uh, where, you know, some of the videos only get 10 or 20 views, but, you know, you tag them correctly. And I have one that has 40,000 views, which is really just insane it's, it's, to me. It's close to celebrity status. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. Um, but, uh, but it, you know, it, it has gotten me some clients uh, and also just doing the newsletter and something that it, I really shied away from doing it. I didn't start it until about the second year of my business 
because I thought, you know, oh, people don't want to hear from me. I hate newsletters. I don't want to get a newsletter every week. Um, but I did. I, I, you know, put on my business pants and I sent it to basically every email that I had that I knew that, you know, I could recognize the person uh, behind that email. And, you know, 400, 500 people. And they, it, it has kind of gone down a little bit, but it's, grow, it's growing again. And, you know, that has netted me, I think, a lot of my clients because they say, oh, yeah, I know you're the travel girl. Or, oh, look at what Julia from college is doing. I should give her a call. And so I've gotten a lot of my clients through my newsletter. And I think the consistency of that is what's key is no matter where I am in the world, it, they get an email from me. Um, and, you know, sometimes it might be a little bit more bare bones if I have mm-hmm. iffy Wi-Fi. And like this week, I had a ton of content. I, had, I did all kinds of videos this week. So there was lots of different links and stuff in there. So, And it's not a salesy it's not a. It's, it's not a just information. It's well, not it's like, not. It's just not like book today and yeah. get my twenty five percent discount <laughs> right, on a cruise right. or something like that. No. I get. A, I get a some of those on occasion. Yeah, it's not like that. It's it's sort of uh, you know um, I work with a coaching company, which I'll talk about later, and they they say and I love this. Think of it as your virtual storefront. You know, I don't have a storefront on Main Street. You know, here in Hickory on the Square that people walk by and are reminded of me, and so instead they get this email that's. You know, oh yeah, that's Julia. You know, listen, mm-hmm. let's see what kind of clients she's working on this week, and you know what's going on in her business and where she's going. Maybe I can join one of her trips. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of a thing, and hopefully get some valuable travel tips in the in the process. So, so do you, when when you look at your client base, is there is there any geographic sense to it, or is it scattered all over the place, or how, how when, when you look at it, uh, how does it look? Yeah, well, it is scattered all over the place. Um, I will say that since moving back to Hickory, I have had a few more local folks realize or, or remember that I'm in town, and so they can call me, but no, I, I really do have, um, just through my personal networks, through college and, and, and grad school, my friends are all over the place, and so I have clients kind of all over the place as well, and uh yeah, they're, I mean, California, Northeast, Texas, Southeast, all over the place. And, and uh, you know, just, you know, you want to be clear because, you know, we, we've gotten complaints from some of our listeners that we would never let someone from Duke University on our podcast. <laughs> Julie actually attended Duke University. Right. I did. So, I did. Yeah, I was thinking me. of walking back. <laughs> So. But I'd have to walk sooner with you for yeah, being okay. from Carolina. Well, so. All right. Just, I like to think I'm a nice dookie, okay. so. There well, we go. Uh, you, it's so, not basketball season. So, so, so far, so good. <laughs> we'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show. So you, you talked a little bit about videos mm-hmm. and, and you said you had a YouTube channel. You know, what, what, um, in terms of other ways that you're getting your message out, you talked about newsletter. You, are you, is social media a big way to get your message out? What are other ways that you go about marketing yourself? Yeah, I mean, social media is, is it's a, basically a baseline. You, you pretty much have to be on social media, mm-hmm. in, my, um, in my opinion. So, you know, if people hear about me or see one of my videos, the first thing they're going to do is look me up on either Facebook or Instagram. 
and and I am definitely active on both of those. You know, those are tricky because the algorithm changes, you know, every week or something like that. So you can't depend on them. Uh, but for relationship building, absolutely, they are a must. And um, you know. And and for client building, I mean, Instagram is is such a powerful tool. Well, I think I especially mean, for your business. Yeah, it's a visual business, and you know, there's so many travel bloggers out there, and so you you definitely have to be have a presence on there, and that's where the the hashtagging game really becomes very important. Is learning, you know, learning how to hashtag your content so that people actually find it rather than you know just getting a lot of likes. It's it's not about the thing with Instagram to know, and somebody told me this, and it really helped my mindset around it, is that it's not, you know, that you have millions of followers. You could have 500 followers, and if they're all very active and very involved, that's way better. So that's helped me as far as, you know, playing the social media game. So you you, you, you mentioned the hashtag game. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and, and are there... Are there certain? You have any advice for people when they're trying to hashtag their posts to make them more findable, or mm-hmm. or, or have the right people find them? Or, you know, what's 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 your philosophy there? Yeah, well, you can't think about it from your your perspective. You have to think about it from a potential client's perspective. What is the potential client going to be searching for to find? You know that that your service then fills that need. You know, so what are the needs that they're looking for? Is it a luxury hotel, or is it? you know, customized travel. Mm-hmm. That's actually one I don't use and might be a good one. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I always, you know, travel agent, travel consultant, you know, those are obviously the kind of no, no brainers. But the other thing with hashtags is you actually don't want to use the ones that have millions of, of, uh, items in them. So if you're searching, you know, you, there are too many. Yeah, you'll there, get lost you, in the you shuffle. get lost immediately. So, you know, somewhere, you know, 5,000 to, 30,000 mm-hmm. items, you know, those are more the hashtags that I try and aim for rather than travel, which has 8 million bazillion hits. And, so. and, and unlikely that people will stumble no. across you. No. So. <laughs> and and you, you mentioned your weekly newsletter mm-hmm. and it sounds like email is a, is a big way you go. I mean, Yeah, email what, marketing is still really powerful. And what, and what platform do you use when you're out there um, uh-huh. communicating with people? So I use um, cons- or no. Excuse me. I, a company called Eye Contact. Mailchimp is fine. I actually have to use it for uh, a, a free offering that I have to collect the emails. But the problem with some of the free services uh, is that sometimes your your newsletter will be accompanied by ads, and that's just noisy and confusing for the, the reader. So that's definitely something that I invest money. I think it's. Um, oh gosh, I don't even know. Maybe thirty dollars a month or something like that. Not, not a crazy yeah, number, but I mean it's worth it because right. you know I designed the template. It looks exactly the way I want it to look, and it's clean. And you know, it, it and then you own the the list, and that's what's important and what's necessary. And, and you, know, you you talk about getting the look that you want in terms of developing your 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 brand and mm-hmm. and and graphics and things. How what was your thought process there? Did you you know what uh, did did you come up with it? Did you no, get some help? How, 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 that, how did that work? <laughs> not at all. So I actually uh, have gone through a rebrand. When I first launched, I was working under the name Matheson Travel, which was fine. And I actually had a really great friend who's a graphic designer helped me with those graphics. Um, and they were lovely, 
But as I developed my business and as it evolved and as I realized where I wanted to take it, it wasn't the look and feel that I wanted to convey after all. So I think, I, I think that's a good message. Yes. You have to be able to already be pivot. To pivot, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I mean, it was fine, and I do you know, have some sentimental love for it. I haven't gotten rid of it, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> um, it had an Eiffel Tower. It was very clean. Cool. Um, but so I contracted with, or yeah, I worked with a graphic designer who is based in Asheville. Um, she was in Charlotte and worked with a friend of mine, so it was a personal connection. Uh, but she has her own graphic design business, and she has a really interesting mix that attracted me of corporate and art. So she hand drew um, my signature. And I mean, we went through lots of iterations. I put her through the ringer and she kept giving me Carolina colors. And I said, you can't, I cannot have a Carolina blue logo. <laughs> so it's a little more Navy. Uh, I, I can understand. <laughs> you know, you got you to find the right, right, right balance yeah, there. You know? yeah, I'm, but, sure um, I'm sure your sales would go through the roof if it was Carolina blue. But anyway, no. go ahead. Or black and gold. <laughs> there you go. Um, but, uh, but no, I, you know, I, sh- I had my vision and I, I was very clear on who my clients were and what message I wanted to convey visually and, and sort of the feeling I wanted to convey visually. And so that really helped us finally get to where we got. And, um, she's worked on not only my logo, my website, my business cards, you know, sort of the standard things that your tools that you need, mm-hmm. but, um, other projects, like I said, I have a free offer. Um, bestparisneighborhoods.com got to get that in there Um, and I I created uh, five maps of neighborhoods of Paris and so I worked with her to create these maps and and that was, she was great about um, making sure it was in my budget because Mm -hmm. for a client attraction tool you don't want it to be thousands of dollars Uh, and so you know we we worked out a way to make it look custom and fresh and in my branding Mm -hmm. but affordable and it's been really exciting so far and I would think that in your in your business, referrals are a very important part of growing the business. Any Thanks, any advice for folks on how you get referrals, or you know, is it just <laughs> is it just being out there and, um, and 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 you know having having a good presence and and doing good work for people? Or I like you, to think so. Yeah. Um, well, no. So there are lots of different ways. Yeah, you can get new business. I personally have gone the referral route. You can do events. You know, I know a lot of people do bridal shows or family festivals and that kind of thing and have a giveaway and that's another great way to get clients but I knew just because I was in San Francisco and traveling so much and then moving here I just didn't think that was going to be the route for me Um, and so I really I don't even think that I focused on referrals I definitely ask for them Um, I send all of my clients a handwritten welcome home note with some business cards thrown in there and just say you know a referral is the greatest compliment you can give me you know, that kind of thing. But I actually don't do any incentive programs um, just because I don't want someone to be sending me clients or potential clients for the benefit they may get. You know, it just, I think it's cleaner. And hopefully you're getting the right clients that way. Right, right, right. And, you know, and then there's no obligation. It's just, I just think it's cleaner just to sort of, you know, be appreciative when they do come Mm -hmm. my way. And I have a couple of friends that are really great referrers. and, you know, if, it, if they don't, then, then it's up to me to, to find them. Pull well, on my bootstraps and find them. Well, I also like the, the handwritten note, welcome home notes. Yeah. I think that's a, you know, a very personal and yeah. nice touch. Yeah. So that's, that sounds good. Yeah. i got to get two of them out today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, any any advice you can share with other people starting their businesses, uh, at least in a virtual way, to say, mm-hmm. here are some things I might have stepped in or, or mistakes that maybe you can avoid? Yeah. Um, well, I got some really great advice at the very beginning that I ignored because of fear. Um, and it was, you know, specialized. It was it was be very clear on what it is that you really want to sell. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to pigeonhole myself into France or Paris. And now four years later, I'm trying to attract more France and Paris clients because I want to be booking more of that. Um, so, you know, don't be afraid to specialize. Specializing is, is really mm-hmm. key because then you can actually market to a specific set of people and be really clear on, you know, who your target market is, right. who your ideal clients are. I mean, some people go so far as to really create an avatar for their ideal client. I don't, I don't really, I kind of don't really have an exact avatar, but I know who they are. Um, and be really clear on what it is that you bring to the table that helps, that solves their need, as you said earlier. Um, yeah, so if you're crystal clear on that to begin with, the rest of the stuff, the strategy about how you want to market where you want to be, you know, what your brand wants to look like, that all kind of flows after that. But I think it's really important to get that foundation first. What's kind of interesting is a faculty member to hear. Those are the things that we oh. teach in class. <laughs> Very good. And that you do need to carry them through to the real yeah. world. Well, mm-hmm. we're validated. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. So, so as, as you look back on the traveling you've done in your business, what, mm-hmm. what, what's, what are the most exotic locations you've, you've oh, been to? Well, just this past um, January, I actually took a real vacation, uh, which a lot of my times my travels aren't so vacation-y anymore. But I did. I went to Sri Lanka, mm-hmm. which is a really, really fascinating place and a really interesting mix of the Indian culture, which mm-hmm. I thought, but also the Southeast Asian culture. It's it's a almost completely Buddhist um, island. Almost everybody is Buddhist. And so it's, it's much more sort of like Thailand and mm-hmm. Cambodia than I expected. Um, I've been to some pretty cool places. Egypt, I have a friend that's in Egypt right now, mm-hmm. and it's really bringing back some great memories of when I was there about 10 years ago. Uh, the single greatest travel experience I've ever had, though, was a wedding in India. Wow. Yeah, in grad school, one of my friends was of Indian descent, and so, or her father is the only one that left the country. And so a whole bunch of us went over there, and we traveled around for a couple weeks. And just being in such a fascinating environment that's totally different, mm-hmm. and it's absolutely beautiful country. The history, the culture, the food. And being with a whole group of friends, I mean, it was it was really really great. So I, I would think that would be one way to get the guest list down. Is say, hey, you know, we're, we're going to get married in India, so feel free. <laughs> Not when or you Fiji. plan it a year in advance. Yeah, if yeah. you plan it a year in advance, people will come. They had about seventy five Westerners at there. That okay. Wedding, so. yeah. All right, there you go. <laughs> Well, Julia, we very much appreciate you joining us today. Yeah. And, and, and uh, if people want to find you, where yeah. should they be looking? At www.traveljuliasway.com. All right. So that's, uh, you should go out and check it out because there's free resources out yeah, there. There's lots. a lot of videos mm-hmm. that uh, talk about different locations to visit and whatnot. So you know, if you're right. planning travel or, or want to daydream about travel, <laughs> it is a good place to visit. Yeah. So. And you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Travel Julia's Way. All right. Pretty easy. Well, cool. Well, thank, thank you so you. much. That was yeah. great.
And uh, at the end of each podcast, we like to share a little uh, small business that uh, we're familiar with. And Julia, you were going to share one that uh, you've yeah. done some work with. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll actually give two plugs, if that's okay. My graphic designer out of Asheville was wonderful, and her company is Long Live Simple. Um, and like I said, she does all kinds of different projects for branding, consulting, um, and, and logo design, and all kinds of really great things. And I think she does a, a really nice job. So that's long live simple. And then what I really attribute a lot of my growth and success to is actually um, an educational small business. It's the Global Institute for Travel Entrepreneurs, and otherwise known as GIFT. That rolls right off the tongue. It does, right. right? It's terrible. Um, but the GIFT is a wonderful organization that's not about um, product selling. Um, or any, it's about how to run a business, how to run a virtual mm-hmm. travel business. Um, and their website is travelbusinessu, the letter U, dot com. And uh, so if you're looking to get into travel there or, you know, any, if you're ha- struggling with the travel business, they're a really great resource. And they're in Mooresville. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Thank you. Gary, what, uh, what's your small business this month? Jeff, my small business of the month is... Blue Buffalo Dog Food. <laughs> Blue Buffalo Are Dog Food. Are they small? Food. They're not small. <laughs> but I saw them and I I love the name. Okay. You know, I love either talking about food or You get distracted by animals. shiny objects. I we know, know this. So, uh, so it's a great story, I think. Their motto is, just like you, we're dog and cat parents. Pure and simple. Have you all heard of Yeah. Okay, that's what I said the way you said That's great. So they're not small, but it was a great uh, story. They don't own dogs and cats. They're family members that love respect uh their office looks like a pet playground with free f- friends uh in every part of the rooms and all over the place i really thought it was really cool but what's in the beginning do you, have you heard of it? no okay. no go ahead there was blue bill and jackie's large breeded airedale one of the best pals pals they ever had is this Carolina blue or, or blue? I think it's kind of got a little bit of blue. Okay. And Car- sorry, and it's got both blues, okay. actually, in the right. logo. In the All right. Sorry. Go ahead. But blue had a struggle with cancer, and that's what prompted them to take seriously the interest in a wide range of pet health food issues inspired by the Bishop family uh, to make super premium pet food using only the finest natural ingredients, starting with the real chicken, lamb. I'm doing a commercial now. By the way. No, you're doing <laughs> great. with leading... Uh, veterinarians and animal nutritions and they've developed uh, blue life protection formula for dogs and cats which has become the number one selling natural pet food in America so they aren't small created by the pet parents for pet parents and they hope to try uh, blue and dog food uh, get everybody to be trying this and of course I'm a pet lover so uh, it hit me when I saw it on TV and I said I need to look this up so you've tried the food Yes, my dog has it. Oh, yeah, okay. That's how, how it tasted. It, it's very good. Okay, good. So that's mine. It's not a small business, but okay. it was once a small business. All right. Well, my small business of the month actually was a suggestion from one of our listeners who uh, contacted us, uh, uh, a P. Weiss in New York, who sent us a suggestion that actually goes along a little bit with our travel theme today, but uh, I fear it might make Julia break out in hives because he... <laughs> He suggested uh, another online business, which is called the Disney Food Blog. Uh, and guess what it does? Except what you're going to do in Disney facility. But it, it just focuses on Disney food. It offers in-depth news, reviews, and information about food in restaurants in Disney parks. 
resorts and cruise ships. And I, and I always say this because I'm not oh, sure that that's that, incredibly valuable that, information. That the Disney area is something that Julia specializes never, in. You know, never. so that's you know, not necessarily <laughs> use her a Disney niche. Specialist, uh, <laughs> you but, need a Disney specialist. But, but that is a useful blog. Well, so they they have a very specific niche, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's an independent company, the Disney Food Blog. It, it's not represented uh, it's not part of the Walt Disney Company and it's not employed by them or affiliated with them which uh, hopefully means that their reviews and reports are very unbiased mm-hmm. and it was uh, the owner and founder is a woman named AJ Wolf who has been visiting Disney parks all of her life and she says that her favorite thing to do at Disney parks is not go on rides but to eat uh, so uh, she started focusing on on Disney food while she was on a trip from graduate school. Uh, she lives in Texas. She says she likes both the Disney World and Disneyland, and because she's in the middle, she gets to visit both. <laughs> she's got free information on her blog with reviews, pictures, information about food options, discounts, recommendations. Does a lot of online advertising. Uh, you see uh, uh, Disney packages, hotels, restaurants. For some reason, I was getting a lot of AARP ads showing up on mine. I'm sure that was unintentional. <laughs> I don't know why that would happen. But anyway, you can check them out at uh, www.disneyfoodblog.com. And we uh, thank Mr. Weiss uh, for sending that uh, suggestion to us. And if you've got a suggestion for our, our, our Entrepreneur Exchange Small Business of the Month, you can email it to us at exchange at themesh.tv. So uh, you know, send us send us your suggestions, and if we use them like we use this one, you'll get uh, the Entrepreneur Exchange prize pack. So, which is very exciting. I know. I think we put a thirty-two ounce drink from McDonald's in the last <laughs> There we go. So I hope that travels it'll be a little well. flat by the time it gets back to him, but it'll be. It's all good. That's anyway, right. we want to thank uh, Julia Matheson for joining us today, and uh, you can check out her business travel travel Julia's way at www juliasway.com and look her up on Facebook, look her up on Instagram, some really good stuff out there. It is getting toward vacation season, so now is the time to be contacting Julia. We want to thank the Mesh Podcast Network. Uh, You can download us and all of the the fine shows on the Mesh Network at themesh.tv, or you can subscribe at the iTunes Store, so we hope you'll do that. And uh, we look forward to talking with you again next month. Thank you. It's a great podcast, as usual. All right. Bye-bye. been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.